All right, guys, welcome to Wealth Cartel Season 2, Episode 2. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out either. Oh, wow, oh, what a start. So, guys, um, for anyone who's new on the on the podcast, uh, we you know, our mission is to stop people saying, I wish I'd listened, and to help people capitalise on everyone else's mistakes before making them themselves. Uh, in summary, our tagline says it all. We want to turn our hindsight into your foresight. Um, I'm Kingy, uh, boy from the coast. You know, I run Three Kings. Uh, wealth management, uh, and this is Akka. Um, from the west of Sydney and run a group of business mining. Say the business. word again. No, no, I'm going to fucking be teased about saying Conglomerate business. He's a fuck me, day. You're a winter. Start the podcast again. No, no, keep going. Um, I, own, uh, I own nine Pinot Picasso studios and run a crew of about 55 staff. And if you haven't had a look at, uh, you know, we'll put up the, the Instagram tags here, but great business for, great little outing for companies, people, individuals, mad night out. So make sure you get on. We're that. actually targeting community gyms at the moment. So that's just sort of sits in with what Jace does and, and stuff like that. So we're, we feel like the gym, the community gyms now really becoming a family. Um, so in that sense, we're going to sort of bring that family to us. That's our goal at the moment. All right, so on that segue, uh, welcome to our, our our guest today. So this is uh, Jason. I'm not going to say your real name, so we'll say we'll say what we call you. So Jason Stupas, uh, who is a client of mine, and he runs Hustler Coaching, the king of PT nutrition, and he's a, a powerlifting beast. A lot of you guys follow my journey on the list. This bloke's about 60, 70% of my body weight and lifts more than me. So you can imagine how jacked and amazing he is. Welcome, Jason. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, boys. I'm, I'm really disappointed. A, I'm disappointed. Good, I'm disappointed he's got his shirt on. That's a good intro, bro. 60, 70% body of the I didn't even have to say anything. Fuck me, dead. Stand up, show us your teardrop. You should be disappointed about it. <laughs> we should change our podcast into the shirtless podcast and we just get all jack dudes on and we sit here with our big rigs hanging out. <laughs> Dad bod, dad bod versus non dad bod. How are you, mate? Welcome for coming on. I'm good. I'm good, boys. How you guys doing? Yeah, we're all right. We're chipping away. <laughs> we're getting yeah, there. Mine's about to become a dad. Yeah. So preface to anyone watching this, I might duck out halfway through this because my wife is currently, currently in the middle of contractions. She's counting contractions. She's, she's early. She's downstairs counting contractions. Oh, she's still yeah, 10, man. 12 minutes apart. She's good, man. We got at least two hours. <laughs> Um, um I'll, I'll go a little introduction of myself yeah so tell us tell us who you are um you know where you're from what you do and, and how you sort of got to where you are give us a full breakdown on, on yourself my man cool so pretty much i'm self-employed work for uh, my company hustler which is this one here down in melbourne um i love my job pretty much uh our goal is uh to change the game i guess like how everyone says but um yeah well, like, like everyone vegan now like that game changer documentary is that what you there's just too much rubbish out there um, and we want to approach everything as flexibly as possible. We want to make it fit in with your lifestyle. We want to provide a strong community for everyone and we want to make things, you know, as easy as they can be. So like none of this cutting out half the food that you eat and fucking all this other bullshit. Uh, we'll come in flexible, make it fit in. You want to have a night out, have a night out, we'll make it work, you know? So um, I guess, yeah, that's, that's kind of our goal. Um, and I started out, Three years ago. Um, so your your hustler is a, is a PT or a nutrition. Like what's the what's the action? Online. It's online. It's an online company. So um, I work there. My fucking company. But um, I work there with my best mate and another best mate. So two of my mates are um, coaches as well. So we've got three coaches. Um, and pretty much, just to put it simply, for those of you guys that don't really understand how it works. So. Say you train, you're already motivated to train and you, I don't know, most people, they feel like they've hit a plateau or they want to hit, the, go to the next level. Um, we'll provide a program for you, suited to you, it's individualized. Um, and then if, if you're interested in tracking your calories um, and your food intake, we'll control the amount of energy that you're eating. So um, really, if we can control those controllables along with, you know, a few other things, we, we can really get a great result. Um, provided that the client is is interested in actually doing that. So I guess it's pretty basic. It sounds pretty basic, but finding what works for each person um, may differ. So that's where I guess I find enjoyment really, you know, 
making sure that it works for each person individually because everyone's different, you know what I mean? And that's good, bro. I think that like, we've chatted about this. So Jason's a client of mine and we've talked about this a few times where like everyone knows that I've spent an arm and a leg on nutrition and stuff because I don't like, I just love food and I want to, but every time, you know, you get a program and it's uh, at 6 a.m. in the morning, you eat beef and rice and you're like, bro, I'm not getting on stage. Like I don't need to be doing that shit. And pretty, pretty much what Jace does is, is fit your macros in line with that kind of stuff. And, you know, he's definitely... There's, there's definitely a hole in the market for someone for people to do that because it, you, right now it's either you don't count any, you don't have a nutrition plan or you do a bodybuilding plan. There's no in between, well, you know? I actually said that the other day. So with me, when I used to train, I used to just blow out and just train just like gear and train harder as you blow out fucking. And then I'd be like, right, stereo's coming up. 10 week chicken and rice diet. No word of a lie. I swear to fucking yeah. do it. And I was saying to her, I was like, I know, I know how to diet but it's fucking not sustainable. Like I can't, I can do it for six weeks. I'll probably, I'll, like at the moment, I'd probably drop fucking 20 kilos in 10 weeks on that overweight. But I drop it all, get to down to that peak weight and think, fuck this. And then I'm gone. Three days later, I'm like, nah, I'm back at, I'm, I'm blowing out. I'm probably eating four or five large meals a day again. I'm fucking, I, I, I just can't help myself. Yeah. And I've watched, even now though, I, I don't see, I don't understand the calorie, the calorie count. It's not that I don't understand it, it's that I don't have the patience or I feel like I don't have the patience to track my macros and calories, which is where people like you come in to make that easier. So we might have to chat, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, just to go on that as well, I mean, we'll never actually provide, or not never, but I've never actually provided a meal plan to someone. I'll give recommendations on, you know, oh, look, I'm real hungry. All right, cool. Let's try and incorporate some spud light potatoes that you can eat fucking a shitload of them, get no calories on them, things like that. But I'll never be you like, right. not have calories, certain type of potatoes. Spud light, you can get them from Woolies. They're unreal. Half the cows, genetically modified. Um, no. Yeah, I swear to God. Why do people keep this shit a secret? Yeah. You You're not paying him, bro. You're not paying him. Yeah, well, fucking got that for free. Let's uh, keep digging. But anyway, so we don't, we don't actually um, give you an amount of food to eat every day for each meal. It's more so we'll edge our goal is to educate you and give you the tools to actually figure out what you need to eat. Cause you're, if you're hungry and you're craving something particularly, or you want to go out and have Maccas and you do that and you're on a meal plan, you've deviated from the plan, but you don't have the skills to make the rest of the day suit. So if we teach you how to eat what you like within reason, obviously, um, then you can kind of reduce the amount of food that you're eating around that meal and you can make it work towards your goal if it's losing weight, gaining weight, maintaining your weight. So um, our goal is more to educate, give you the tools, um, call ourselves coach coaches because we're not going to, you're not going to lean on us and, um, you know, we're, we're just going to give you the tools so you can make decisions for yourself. We want to build autonomy in our clients. So to make that make a little bit more sense, um, yeah, we're not just a fucking eat this every day and fucking copy paste meal plan sort of thing. It, it doesn't really work in the long. More of a flexible, sustainable approach. And Danny yeah. said it last week on the podcast. She said, so we had Danielle Antonellis on the podcast last week, which you probably know of. Um, and she said, you know, sustainability comes down to if you can't do it forever, it's not sustainable. You know? and, and, and what's the point of doing something for six weeks? If you can chip away, keep showing up four times a week, consistently and that's what i said to said to Akko when i started getting the train was when we come in and, and doing the powerlifting and whatever and just said bro the idea is just let, let's just get you let's just get you to the gym the most important thing is getting to the gym in the first place and let's build from there you know yeah. i find the more the more i'm enjoying something the more likely i am to give the cut up at some stage <laughs> he goes to me this morning he goes bro i'm starting to feel heat's good can't wait to quit <laughs> Uh, just got, bro. I've, I've been, I've had more first days at the gym than anyone I know. You know what I mean? Like I try, like, and and I, I understand how to train as well. But I, I've never really, I mean, I understand how to lift weights is what I mean. I don't really, I've never really understood. Ryan's got a pretty good understanding of, like, how to get you there and how to chase numbers. And I'm a numbers, but I'm a numbers person. So like with my businesses, I track numbers. With anything I've ever done previously, I track numbers. You know what I mean? With my kids, I work out a way that I can you know, teach my kids how to do something based off of stats. That's what I, I feel like stats show. And then when it comes to the gym, I'm like, ah, just, I'll just bench press today because I feel like it, as opposed to really having some sort of structure. You, you know those classic footy plans, Jace, where they used to go in and like just max out today, you know, max out every day for the rest of your life. And yeah. I used to do it too, right? Before I learned, that's what I used to do as well. And trying to get Akko out of that's where we're at. And he's, he's starting to really enjoy it because he's seen progress straight away. It's good. 
Mate, let's take a um, let's take a little bit of a step back. So let's get away from the business for a second. We'll come back to that in a minute. Let's talk about you. So you as a person. So tell us a bit about you know um, who you are. You know where you grew up, like as a kid, what life was like as a kid to sort of where you are now, and, and tell us a bit of that story, a bit of a background. Yeah, cool. All right. So from Melbourne, I've lived here all my life. Um, so you want me to like go back? Because for me, I'm 24. So going back is like no, kind of like, school uh, days. Yeah, it's like last week. Tell us, didn't you? Yes. I'm 24. When I left high school three days ago. <laughs> it feels like it. It feels like it was just yesterday, but it feels like it was a lifetime ago at the same time. The cool thing. So we have all different people on here, right? Some people we have older and they can tell us more. We want to get this diverse range of people and age because... Yeah. You're in the like, you're really ahead of, we've talked about this, you're really ahead of your age for where you are, right? So it's going to be good for people to hear the story, even though it's a shorter story, sort of the, because you've, you've managed to pack in a lot of lessons and a lot of good moves in a shorter time frame than, say, Dan or I, right? So tell us the story about, you know, go back as far as you want from wherever you want, like what you grew up like, what life was like as a kid and that kind of stuff to get you to where you are, because that story is going to be really important in some of the lessons we pull out later. Can you can you imagine the podcast you would have been on at 24? It would have been called the Cross-Eyed Podcast. <laughs> Fuck, man. Like, for, for you to be running your own company at 24, your age, conceptually understanding what's going on and be able to be an innovator, that's yeah. massive, bro. Because at 24, if someone got me on on a Thursday, I'd be saying, right, you've got 15 minutes, I'm partying. Here are we. Like, it's, it's, for you to have that like concept. I, I ran a business at 24 as well. But I was winging the fuck out of it, man. I like I, I showed up to work every day when I could, and I didn't really have that concept. So that that's pretty cool. In in you know, on your behalf, that's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go. I'll uh, I'll come off that topic and just go back to what we were talking about. Um, so I'll, I'll go back to high school. So high school, fuck. All right. Um, high school was tough for me. So I'm very hands-on, visual learner, and high school wasn't really like that so for me i guess i felt like i was failing for 13 years my best subjects were maths i love numbers like what you were saying before i was picking up what you're putting down i'm all about it fucking love it sometimes i just do maths just to fucking work it out i love it <laughs> um and uh pe and food tech with my other good subjects but i couldn't answer the questions properly so although i knew the answers and i could verbalize it i couldn't write it on paper so most subjects <laughs> what's that are you dyslexic? No, no, no. I, I fucking was, I was, I was tested for ADD a few times and I was, I was never, never positive, but, um, I, I don't know if I believe him, eh? That <laughs> <laughs> spectrum, bro. That guy is the spectrum. They test kids on him, bro. They test kids based off of me, 100%. I, I can't concentrate. I can't fucking read. I can't concentrate. I, I got tested for reading once and, um, they said that I just look at the first three letters and then move on. So I'm pretty much just guessing what I fucking read. If it's three letters wrong, I'm just guessing wrong words come out and fucking, I don't know. I can't read. I still can't read properly. It's fucked. Um, but I'll, I'll read something obviously that's like fitness related and I'll fucking go over it and go over it and go over it. But if it comes to a book, like shit, I'll get three pages in. And I'm like, fuck, I don't remember what I just read. So, um, this makes a lot of sense. They should tell me when we started working together, he had to really like he was really conceptualizing stuff he had to really and i was like i sort of got i picked up and that's why i was like yeah booking again and we'll go through it and we start doing graphs and stuff and yeah it makes sense bro now it makes numbers, sense bro. i need numbers i need to understand it like i need to work it out and then from then on i'll take the dive you know what i mean but um yeah so so school was tough um but i I don't think I would change it at all. I always think to myself that I would go back to school and drop out early. Um, then I would, I guess, lose partly my social life. Um, and at the same time, I wouldn't have the maturity that I have now to do what I've done. So dropping out would just be a fucking waste of time. I think that there's been a series of events that have occurred in my life and that is why I'm here right now. And they've happened at the right time and I don't blame them at all. Um, I'm here because of literally my past and everything that's happened in between that. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, coming out of high school was, I mean, I did my PT course straight away, 2015. I finished in 2014, did my PT course straight away and I didn't work for like three, four years, so fucking immature. And I didn't think that anyone would want to listen to a fresh 18 year old 
but that's because I was in my head, a fresh 18 year old who had no idea. And I thought that of myself too. So it was kind of an interesting one. Now that I can look back on it, I, I can probably say that 13 years of not getting it <laughs> probably contributed to like, you know, still and well back then worse, but still even ongoing doubts within myself to do things. So it's kind of interesting now that I'm in the position where things are actually working and I can actually use what I'm good at, which is like maths and stuff to run a business and, you know, help people with their nutrition and, and programming and even give like two of my friends work and, and help them with fucking creating an income. So um, it's been a whole that's, mindset shift. That's massive, bro. Like that, I've had this conversation with people previously where I, I start, I've, I understand my past a lot better now. I understand my past really well in the sense that I'm, I'm a plasterer by trade. So build up like I was, you know, in the building industry and I, I never liked it, right? But I loved the fact that I could train apprentices and I could put food on people's tables. So there was a reason for five or six years where I continued to run that company and, and I understood the numbers of it. I, I enjoyed running the company. I just hated doing the work. I hated doing, being a plasterer physically. But there was a sense of fulfillment around it because I put food on the plates of, of people around me. Yep. I never understood that until now. So if you do understand that as you are, that, that's pretty progressive, bro, because it took me a long time to understand what it was that I wanted to do. Like now, that's a big thing for me. Like, although we've only got contractors and we don't have a lot of full-time staff, they contract during the weekends and that, essentially I feed 50 people. And that for me is a massive fulfillment. Yeah. Part of, huge for me to be able to do that and contribute to the way that 50 people run their lives. And not to say that I have a hold over that, but you know, that, that to me means I want to become bigger. I want to be doing that. And that's sort of a, a lot of the reason why I drive so, so loud. So for you to understand that now, that's, that's pretty big, I think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've only got one at the moment who's employed and I've got a contractor at the moment too. Um, and it's early days, it's a year and a half in. So I can't say that I'm fully sorting them out just yet, but I have this confidence um, that I will continue to do better and better for them. And, and honestly, yeah, it'll be a great career for them too. So yeah, I don't know. I love it. Um, and yeah. Well, tell us, um, tell us one to three things that people, uh, about you that people would be surprised to know. Oh, shit. Uh, if anyone knows, uh, me as powerlifter or if anyone doesn't know me as a powerlifter, um, pretty much we do squat bench deadlift. Um, and, um, I used to have a stress fracture in my lower back. So most people that hear that are like, what the fuck? How are you fucking lifting this shit now? Or is this shit breaking your back? Um, so that's probably one interesting thing. Um, another one, uh, I used to be a landscaper. So when you're talking about plastering, I was, I was fucking, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I, uh, I'm like, I was, um, I, I actually enjoyed the job. Um, and I was pretty decent at it. Like I was using my hands. So I, um, real hands-on job. Um, and you know, that's kind of right up my alley, but I just wasn't passionate about it. And I, honestly, I fucking hated the life of waking up at 6am and then getting dirty one hour later and working hard. <laughs> Couldn't train, man. Couldn't train properly. Like it was tough. But I, um, I, I enjoyed the job. I, I can't complain about it, but I did that as well. That's another thing that most people will probably find interesting. Um, and the third thing, <clears throat> um, pretty much touched on it before, but yeah, just the way that I struggled in high school um, and how yeah, I guess now I'm actually doing something decent that fucking I wouldn't have even seen myself. So maybe it's surprising to me <laughs> but um yeah i mean in high school we didn't know what the fuck i was going to do that's, with my life so that's a good lesson though for the kids like young blokes bro so a lot of a lot of people will never admit those types of things until they've come to fruition of what's going on and and the understanding of it but there's a lot of people out there with those things that battle with them without telling anyone you know but a lot of the people that i see that are highly successful also have really high ends of, of battle, like stuff that they battle with privately or, or publicly or whatever. Kerwin Ray, for instance, have you heard of Kerwin Ray? 
haven't. Bill Ray's like this uh, inspirational speaker. He's, a, he's an entrepreneur, but he he's like the highest strung ADD. If you watch one of his videos, you'll understand. Like the bloke just can't, he just can't sit still. Like he's, but his business thrives based off of right. And he, and he found a way to do it. But his whole life, he was told he was a fucker. And what he's doing now is pretty much telling people, look, you can be, you can be a fuck up and still be successful. Like it's not your fault. You can't help how your brain works. You know what I mean? You can't physically, if you were born, you'd be born a genius. Everyone would be born a genius, but you can't help it. All you got to do is make the best of what you got. Define fuck up, man. Define fuck up. For some people, fuck up is you fail school. For some people, fuck up is, or not being a fuck up is like, you know, if you're really good at one job and that and school doesn't have anything to do with that, you're a fuck up for 13 years in their definition. And but then you, you take the, the perspective, if you go and talk to 70-year-olds, right? How many 70-year-olds did what they thought was the right thing, but to them, they consider their life a fuck up because they went, got a uni degree, stayed in one job their whole life, were miserable, and now they look back and go, I fucked up, right? Like it's, it's all perspective on that, right? Like a you're only a fuck up with if you consider what you're doing fucked up yeah I, I think society defines a fuck up in terms of oh you can't read you're a fuck up and you, or you can't do this you're a fuck up and at the end of the day if you can't read but you're really good at rugby league you could be Jonathan Thurston you know what I mean if you if you're fucking if you for instance can't play can't do certain, certain things at school and you, like I, I know I'm attributing to athletes a lot here but it goes the other way as well in business my, my little sister, so my little sister was never really good at school. As in, she she struggled really hard. Whereas with me, I, I, was, I cruised at school. I never fucking studied. And I just sort of went through and then went, nah, I'm leaving in year 11. I went and got a job. My sister battled, man, all the way through. Year 11 and 12, she started hitting her straps, got a good UAI as a school teacher now, and done everything she ever wanted to do based off of, re- like, based off of really hard work. But... Her first 10 years of school, she was, you know, she was in the low classes. She wasn't really- That's what you want in a school teacher, but someone who understands that diversity of learning. Yeah, 100%. 100%, But I suppose conceptually in her year, there was really smart people, smart people that were born naturally gifted that went on to be nothing. And then you've got this person working their ass off and and it's, it's, you you see it so often, like I went to a sports school. A lot of the kids around me were guns, like gun footy players and, but even looking back then, in hindsight, now I can look at them and go, you were always going to make it. You were always not going to make it because you worked hard and you thought you were better than what you were. And you attribute it to everything you sort of do now. Like anyone who's got a bit of a, like a bit of a sense of drive about them, regardless of whether you can read, write, fucking spell, they're, they're going to go better than that smart person without anything, if that makes sense. I, um, I also, um, I wanted to add as well, like, I don't think that I really even tried as hard as I should have in school. <laughs> um, but I don't think that I would go back and tell myself to try harder. I don't think I had it in me. Like, I think I was just too immature and I just needed to grow up. You know what I mean? And that just took time. Um, and with time and fuck, this is a bit of a story, but surrounding myself with the right people, um, that kind of came, you know what I mean? And I'm kind of still in that point right now where I'm telling all this shit that I don't want around me and, you know, influencing me just to fuck off, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to just continue to do that. I'm kind of in the middle of a shift, I think, at the moment, you know what I mean? Of like actually growing up and reflecting and looking back and and figuring out, you know, which way forwards and which way not forwards, you know? So I don't even know if for anyone out there, I don't even know. The only thing I would tell myself as a kid is just to stop stressing yourself out about it. If something will come along and you work hard for it. So don't beat yourself up. Cause I, I beat myself up all my life. No one actually told me I was a fuck up. I wanted to say that before as well. No one actually said, Jace, you're a fuck up. It was just me saying, Jace, you fucking failing cunt. You're a fuck up. It was just me being hard on myself. That's the hardest one. Yeah. It's yeah. just, if you're calling yourself a fuck up, that's the hardest one to break, bro. That's the hard, by far, I couldn't give a shit what anyone else thinks about me, but if I'm feeling like I'm a fuck up, that's where the internal problems come and that's the hardest mold to break is trying to break that sense of it. So yeah. I agree. That was always me too. No one ever said to me, hey, you're fucking up. It's more so in my head. It was, this is not who I want to be. I want to be better than this. I'm a fuck up. You know what I mean? So I get that. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's a good segue into the next part. So we're going to move on into the hindsight into foresight piece now. Um, now, 
those fucking glasses have on. Cool, man. So what we're going to talk about in this is that we need to understand, and you, everyone that comes on you that's you know, done anything or is on the path to do anything great is, is the same. We, we always say, you know, I wouldn't change anything because everything I've done got me to where I am today, right? Yeah. What we're trying to do here is trying to highlight pieces where, of course, even, even bad things we did has taught us something now, but, you know, we want to highlight things that maybe kids that are watching and kids growing up now can, can consider it if they come to the same crossroad, whether what they, some considerations, you know, whether they should or shouldn't. Obviously, we're lucky to sit here and say, yeah, everything that I've done got me to where I am and I'm happy and I'm proud of it, but there's people who have taken the same crossroad we did and it took them down a real bad path, right? You know, in any anything, whether it was debt, whether it was bloody partying, too much partying, you know, people have done, we're just lucky, we're, we're telling it from a side that use that those experiences to our benefit, but we've got to understand there's some people that cannot. So we've got to try and identify pieces in our life that maybe we should, you know, people should consider whether that was the right or wrong option kind of thing. Um, so we're going to cover off on the, the three major ones. The first one we'll start off on, which is, is my area, is the, the money stuff. So tell us a story or tell us a point where, you know, maybe some one of your biggest mistakes or one of your biggest benefits, so either pro or a con or both, um, to what you would go back and maybe not change, but consider, you know, that was a highlighted point in your money journey that, uh, you know, something that really sticks with you today. Fuck. Uh, I don't know if it's a, a point where something happened, but I think just more recently I've realised, you know, over the last couple of years that, I mean, don't get me wrong, I save money, but fuck me, I used to spend money, man. Like... Proper used to spend money, so um, I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes now. Looking at you know the, what's next in life, and you know for me being twenty four and wanting to eventually buy a home or something like that, like fuck, you need a deposit and you need to save your money. And if you're making money, you need to save most of your fucking money as much as you can. So there's no point making a lot of money and the fucking spending it all, which is something that you were fucking mentioning to me a few weeks back, money management, I saw you even posted the other day, money management is more than getting money. Um, so I think that's probably one of the biggest ones that you I've- You've got to realize you're firing, like where you're at now, Jace, I think that's what I said to you when we started catching up with you, know, it, your mindset doesn't usually happen to people about, they hit that 30 mark, right? Mm. You're a fair few years ahead and the compounded effect of that, that extra six years is phenomenal. It's going to change your life, but- it, it's just, it's really amazing to see at 24 that you become conscious with your spending, you know, you're actually conscious that, hang on, is that really what I want to be spending on? Is it really making me happy? And that, that's a really good thing that I guess, if you, like most people we get on might be around that 30 mark and they might say at 21 to 23, I started, you know, I spent too much. You're there now realizing it. And, and, and... Hey, shut up. <laughs> you see, we're in the hood. We're, getting, we're in the hood. We're getting shut up. Um, so yeah, so it's really important that you know that we identify that because you know, that's that's big time ahead. People think it's only six years, but you multiply that over your life, and that's going to change. You know, it's going to add 20, 30 years to your financial plan, which is which is amazing. So I think that's a really good lesson to pass on, even though it's only recent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer in you know. Uh, obviously, my profession is coaching, so I'm a big believer in. Um, getting professional to do a job for you. And that's what fucking brings me here today. So that's obviously influenced that, uh, that mindset as well. And like actually being serious about my money as well now, like I've hired someone to fucking sort me out, which is Ryan. Um, so being even more serious with that mindset and not just, even though you know it, just shrugging it off and spending extra money. Like now I'm just not tight, but I'm a little tighter with, the extracurricular activities and things like that. Purpose behind what you is do. Such a good word too. Conscious yeah. is such a good word in regards to that because I'm a big spender, bro. Like a fuck. Like you wouldn't. I'm bad. Bad. Yep. Like, I'm his worst client. Ask him. Easy. Tells me I'm not even client sometimes. You try to attack me, but he's not allowed because we're friends. I'm a bad spender, right? I earn a lot of money. Like as in, I've I've always been able to earn a lot of money progressively. Like I know that I can earn money, which has always probably been my downfall. Is that Oh, fuck it, I'll just make more. So I'm un like, I'm not conscious of the fact that one day that might stop. Or I actually don't believe that'll stop. To be honest, my mindset, and, and that's not being arrogant. Like my mindset's always been, if I went broke tomorrow, I'll, I could I'll get it back because I'm not gonna I'm, I'm chasing success. But with with him, even for me, even someone who is a really bad spender and and I'm very impulsive, I'm so conscious now of fuck. 
I, I can, I, there's a sense of I can't go that far and there never was before. Before it was like, oh, I'll make more tomorrow. And now it's like, oh, fuck, Ryan's going to kill me. But we've halved his expenses, right? We've halved his spending and he's still the worst spender I've got. No way. I'm not even shitting you. I sold my jet ski, bro. I sold my jet ski. What'd you spend that money on? <laughs> <laughs> I sold it. Spend it. <laughs> I haven't spent it yet. I bought a couple of clothes. Upgraded, then, upgraded the fucking room. Oh, and then I yeah, I moved into a different house, but that was happening anyway. And, but look, I'm a terrible spender, but I understand exactly where you're coming from. It, to me, the most impressive thing we've done another interview with another dude, Charles Joyner, who's a young dude as well. The most impressive things from you younger guys is being conscious at a young age. Yeah. Me at 24, man, I could not have this conversation and be honest about the conversation. I'd I'd be lying to myself and to you guys about understanding it like i'm i'm smart enough to play off that i know what's going on but with youtube it's genuine it's like i'm now understanding why i'm supposed to be there and i like what you said about hiring professionals so i'm i'm massive on i'm as bad i'm that bad ryan's like bro this is where your spending comes i'm not my own lawn i'll make my idea my concept is i'll get someone into mow my lawn and in the time that he mows my lawn i'll make enough money on the side that's leveraging your time i agree with that Right. So my argument to that is how many people do that and then sit on the couch and watch Netflix. So which, is, which is a great hit. Like, you can't be laying on the couch where you do that. I say, oh, I can if I make more money tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm, I'm fully on, on par with leveraging time, but so many yeah. people use that excuse for it and it becomes a, an expense. Yeah, right? See, I, my life changed the day I got an, an accountant, a good accountant, bro. So I introduced Ryan to Carter, who's he's who he works with now, Ben. So Ben was my accountant. I actually got introduced to him through a friend and my entire life changed based on professional help with my money. Mm. And then it sort of was like, well, fuck, now I can spend more because he's getting me more. And then I met, like, and then I met Ryan and he was like, oh, that doesn't mean spend more. That means relax. And I'm sort of caught in the crossroads of whether I want to be his friend or not because he was telling me not to spend money. You're like, tell me not to spend. I was thinking, I've got to drop this bloke, eh? Fucking. The only two ways you can have more money in your pocket is to earn more or spend less, right? And that's where... Ben and I really work together is Ben helps the businesses grow and make more. And then my job is to cap it so that we've got as much as possible while still living your best life. You Essentially know? your center of gravity then, which is your, your, your pool of money just builds when you got both of them on hand, which is, I'm sort of the case study of that really, because <laughs> I, no, I mean, Carter was my accountant. I introduced them. So Carter was my accountant. Ryan was my financial advisor. Now they've got a couple of clients that work together and essentially having one really good, at one end of the spectrum and one at the other, regardless of how much I spend, bro, I'm not going backwards. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's 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 pretty it's pretty interesting to be. If I didn't have either of them, I wouldn't be in this position in my life. Put it that way. Everyone looks at you and goes, "Oh, he's lucky." Oh, fuck! Look what he's got. And blah. I don't have that without my surroundings and the people, professionals around me that I put into play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without that, man, you're nothing. Like you can't. You, you can be the best CEO in the world, the best business person in the world. You haven't got a good account and you don't know what you're doing with your finances. You're a bum. You're a bum. You're a bum. It's fucking. I'd be a bum. I would be a bum. I'd be wearing mad clothes, but yeah, always. All right. So next one, bro. So next thing, the same question. You know, um, something going into you know looking back, and this is your area is health. You know, both mental and physical. What are some big parts of your life that you did really well, or some highlighted moments that really cemented the thought process or whatever um, that got you to where you are today in regards to your health? kind of touches on what we just said about hiring a professional so i i'll start i'll actually story this out a little bit because it'll make uh, sense. so i've been training for 10 years right um nine to ten years i would say so when i was early or late year nine back in year, year eight and year seven just bicep curls only so that doesn't really count but um <laughs> yes year nine Year nine onwards, I was like proper training, just started, had no fucking idea as you do when you don't hire a professional to help you. So um, training all that time, not knowing shit. Um, I met who's now my best mate, Charlie, didn't know him at the time. Um, and he was living my dream life, doing my dream job. <laughs> and I was fucking landscaping. So we had a chat about it and I liked landscaping, but um, at the end of the chat, I... Probably like a day later, I think I called up my boss and quit. <laughs> that was like the pivot. Um, there's a reason I like you, Jace. If it doesn't add up, I'm out. Impulse. So, um, yeah, so, Fight or flight, right? It was the best thing I did, though. It was the best thing I did. 
um, that week I asked him if he had a job for me and he said no. So then I'm pretty sure I was unemployed for a year, but I was, you know, just telling myself I was going to PT. Um, but I was training with him because he was, he was a powerlifter too. This is how I got into powerlifting. Um, and he introduced me to who's now a mentor and best friend as well, Jamie Smith, who um, these guys both work at Melbourne Strength Culture, which is like the home of strength training in Melbourne. Fucking sick. Moving into a big venue now. So it's legit going to be the home. So um, all my credit goes to those boys. And when we were talking to as well about consciousness before as well, those guys shat in my mouth fucking every week when I wasn't looking at myself um, being the issue when I had an issue and I was blaming someone else. So those guys just straight told me like, mate, like I lost my license for a year. I'm like, you're a fucking dickhead. That's your fault. Like you sped. And I was like, no, nah, the cops didn't fucking let me off. The cocksuckers, they got no hearts. Like that's how I used to think. So it was that victim mindset that really was holding me back in my life. Um, where this ties in with health is that I ended up hiring these boys um, as coaches. Um, they're the professionals that helped me get from A to B. Um, they've actually become best friends and mentors in this time. Um, and they're the reason that I am conscious at the moment of, and I look intrinsically at myself and what's the issue. So all my credit goes to those boys. I think the biggest benefit with my health was literally hiring a coach. I mean, I invest time into eating, I invested time into training, um, but why didn't I invest a small weekly fee into getting professional help and advice and look at how far it's helped me now. You know what I mean? In my eyes, it's done everything for me. So I would say that health wise, um, the benefit and the pivot point was, you know, getting professional advice there as well. And, you know, now they're two best friends as well. You know what I mean? And they've helped me more than they know with my business. So, um, yeah, I guess cool. for me, that's training. Health is training. So health is training and eating and, and that kind of ties in for me. That's where I see the value in me. What about, have, you had any, have you had any good stories about your mental health? Have you had any struggles or any real wins on that front that you can share? Um, I wouldn't say any wins or anything, but, you know, as a kid who struggled in school, I mean, as we were saying before, just constantly doubting yourself and, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I struggle with public speaking before this session. I couldn't say no to this opportunity, um, but I can't say that it didn't stress me out. Um, so this isn't even public speaking. This is me speaking to you. Can't switch. <laughs> That's fucking chill. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, public speaking um, and... Only, only six people see this anyway, don't stress. Nah. <laughs> That's all right. I'll be sharing it to my crew and they can fucking get a little insight into the old stupas. Um, yes. but, no. uh, <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would say just um, in regards to mental health and one thing that's really helped me to, you know, stay positive through this whole thing is, or through life is just to look intrinsically uh, don't blame anyone else if there's something going wrong in your life. What's the saying? You walk into an asshole in the morning, you, you saw an asshole, you walk into 10 and you're an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Like, look at yourself first. If you've got an issue. What's that? So, <laughs> you know the saying? Go start it again. You know just you, slap me in the face, just asshole. If you, if you, if you walk into one asshole, you, you met one asshole. If you walk into 10 assholes, you're an asshole. So if you're constantly blaming everyone else around you, oh, I get it. you're the fucking asshole. Right. There's nothing wrong with 10 people. It's more likely that there's something wrong with you. Yeah, that's a fucking good, that's, that's, that must be a Melbourne. I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've met people that are like, fucking this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And you're like, fuck me, bro. You are the most whack cunt I know. Your fault for all of this. Yeah. Hundred percent. We meet people like all the time, mate. Yeah, that's we, good. That fucking. We, we have that conversation. Me and my wife have this conversation about our about our kids because I'm big on. You got to You got to tell them. Because all three of them are assholes, so nah, they must be the assholes. Not like that. <laughs> Fuck off. It's not. It's not like that. Like, my my kids all have like perfect parts of them, and then they all have downsides to them, right? And if you don't explain to them that it's their fault, they're gonna be. They're gonna become a fucker. In my, my mind, so my son, right? Just teach him to own their shit. My eldest son, he just got caught, bro. No word of a lie. He fucking stole one of my vapes and took it to school and smoked it with his mate. He's in his six. I was smoking a fucking nicotine vape, and the, the school was going to call the coppers on the kid. Like it was, it was full on, bro. Like it's not a little thing. I know back in the day you used to get in a little bit of trouble here and there, but it's like it's, it's a big thing these days, right? Anyway, me and my missus are talking, and she's like, Who are you with? And I'm like, 
he stole the vape from me. That like he's the bad one, not the not the other kids. It's not the other kids' fault. Mm. And we we're very very conscious about making sure we're aware of telling our kids, listen, this is you, this is your fault. Because you know you see that you see those parents. You're, I don't know. You probably got mates like where their parents think their kids shit don't stink, and that parent will always subside and make sure that that you know make an excuse for the kid, and then that's like vilifying or val validating enabling enabling what they do and then for them it's progressively harder as they get older to own their, their fuck their problems right i feel like that's that starts when you when they're young like if you if you make an excuse for a fuck up when a kid's young they're gonna make mistakes no one cares if they make mistakes but if you make an excuse for it it becomes okay to continue to, to make those excuses yeah um and that's a that's a bit, you, know, you said before jace about cutting away the shit in your life of people that don't yeah, had that value and that was the first sort of people i started cutting away was i'd be hanging out with my mates and sometimes like fuck you know this or this or that whatever and then other mates would be like yeah fuck them like and i'll be sitting there going hang on that was you like that's on you bro and i was always king you're being too negative bro you're being i'm like nah you gotta own up to your shit you spastic like and i started seeing that and that's why i started distancing myself distancing myself from people like that like people who just wanted to jerk you off rather than you know help you progress yeah, I might be a bit negative. But. It's a little bit. Like, see, I'd rather, like, we, 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 Ryan and I, we're, we're pretty upfront with one another. Like, if I feel like he's been a brick, I'll tell him. And if, like, if him and, if me and my missus are blue and I come and say, ah, this, you know, she's, she's doing this and he'll be like, you're an idiot. You fucking, you shouldn't have said that. And yeah, I'm like, to be honest. hang on, bro, you're my mate. You're supposed to be on my team. He's like, I'm not going to be on your team. If you're wrong, you're a fucking idiot. But that, to me, that's a mate. Like, that's, you know what I mean? That's what you need in your life is you need someone to go, just check your ear and there and go, hey, bro, you're wrong. Because if you don't and you've got consistent people around you that just want to tell you what you want to hear, you're progressively going, getting worse. You, you, like, and once you get to that stage where you're, what's that word called? What's that? You know, like those, those people where they, they just, oh, fuck, I, I use it all the time too. Now I can't remember. Con conglomerate. No, fuck. You said dick. Nah, I like it. Narcissist. Oh, yeah. You become narcissistic because people have built you up on this pedestal and all of a sudden you you start thinking thinking of yourself like that. And next thing you know, you, you want everyone else to be, you know, in your, you know, it's, it's, it's my world. You're just living in it. I fucking hate, I hate that. I hate people like that because I'm, I'm, I'll never be like that, you know? Yeah. Strange, strange value. Those people, to be like that, you got to have some weird values or not at all, you know what I mean? Or not be validated. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if you're growing up and your parents have never taught you any different, how are you supposed to know different? Yeah. But know. my parents taught me well, man, but I just didn't listen to them. So that's the other part. But the reason you were able to now understand it and the reason you were able to understand it from your friends and take that on board so quickly is because of the way you were taught. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you had a fault with them and went, nah, well, that's not it. I'm not going to do that. Then maybe you weren't taught. But as a kid, none of us listen to our parents. We're taught well, we don't listen, right? But for us to be able to then take that lesson as we get older, there's got to be something instilled in us as a kid. That's what I believe. Like, I can tell my kid now, you're doing the wrong thing, you're doing the wrong thing. He's not going to listen to all of that. Maybe at 21, 22 or your age, he'll turn around and go, oh, wow, dad was right. Yeah. But, you know, that, that doesn't always happen. Yeah. They, the parents set the foundations, definitely. You're still going to make the mistakes. You never, we talk about this all the time, you never listen, bro. Yeah. Even to the people that you should listen to most, you don't listen. Like, yeah, but... It gets to a stage in your life where it's like, all right, he was right. If you get, if you just keep standing by your values, it's like, subconsciously it's going to get there. And people, like we say with everything, people are going to want to change themselves before change happens. So if you just keep standing by and don't fold on your values towards your friends and your family, and keep instilling it, there, there's more chance that at a point they're going to go light bulb shit. They're right. If you just start folding, they're never going to get to that point because they're going to have it over you on that front. You know it's. At the end of the day, it's like, it's like private schooling, right? Private schooling, at the end of the day, schooling for a person, education is very dependent on the child's ability and willingness to learn. But people put them in private school because there's a higher chance that they're going to take up the, the success in that front. doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it increases the chance. It's the same thing on this front. You know, you keep, you keep instilling the values you want and you're going to have a higher chance of them of them becoming a good person if you rather than just going there enjoy you're correct it's a stats game man. it's stats it's numbers it's, it's it's all numbers it's numbers jason loves it it's a hundred percent numbers. if you if you if you tell your kid 10 times that he's that he's made a mistake you know he might learn one of those times even but he, even if he learns one 
it's, a, it's still a lot more than not telling him at all. You know what I mean? There's still a high percentage rate of him learning one day other than, like if you continue to instill, and the good as well. I feel like a lot of the problems in society today is you'll be really quick to tell your staff, I know I'm a victim of this, or I'm, you know, I'm, I do this sometimes without meaning to. I'll tell my staff when they've made a mistake, and then I'm like, you know what? They've done a really good job for three weeks leading into that mistake, but the only conversation we had was the mistake. So I'm, I'm really trying to be highly conscious of explaining to them now, you've done yeah. a really good job leading into this. Yes, we do have to make the mistake aware so it doesn't happen again, but I want you to know how great you were for three weeks. And that, that mindset's got to be around parenting, business, life in general. You can't just talk about the things that are negative because essentially they only make up five percent of what's going on validation right? like you validate, you validate the bad that's what's, that's what yeah, we all from same with what we do man we can't just lead with oh you're fucking you know you, you weren't on your midfoot in that sweat you fucked it up you hinged too far of the hips you know what i mean you've got to lead with that positive uh, let them know that you know let them know a few things that were good but then use a simple um cue to kind of correct that but, but lead with positivity positivity like you can't just roll up and that's why like the sandwich technique too right Good, bad, good. Good, bad, good. Yeah. Feedback. Always go good, bad, good. Yeah. Give them something good. Then give them something to work on. So when you give someone feedback, if you want to criticize whatever, you go good, bad, good. So start with the good. Look, you did this really well, but I think you can work on this. But that I, I love how you did this. I reckon the middle of the sandwich is the best part though. So I don't know if that really works for me. <laughs> the bread's just plain, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, but do you focus on the bread or do you focus on the ingredients? I reckon the ingredients. hundred percent, you do. So if you you don't so want that's to, the middle. You don't need to work. Oh, with true. <laughs> I got ya. You don't, yeah. you don't need to chew away at the good parts. You got to chew away at the bad. I'm going to try that. I'm going to actually. I'm going to try that because I, I I tend to go the other way. I tend to just go negative and try and finish with the positive, so they understand I'm trying to reinforce. But it might be good to start with the positive. Get start with the positive. That's what we're taught. Start. With the another one. We used another one in the military is uh, sustain, improve, fix. So, what should you? What did you do really well? You should sustain. What's something you did alright, but you can improve on? What's something you need to change? You know? How'd you go on that? Learning that while you're in the military for three days. Wow. Gosh, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two days after, it's like you're just on a veteran. That's good. <laughs> you're not a veteran. You're a re- you're you're not. <laughs> hey, see the soft spots. It's not only his midsection. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so moving on. The, the, Who would win in a fight? Hey? Who would win in a fight? You can find out if you want. Yeah, I, I, reckon, I reckon if I hit him from the side, I'd sleep him. But if he, he just knows every weakness in my body and he kicks really hard and I've got no knees. So <laughs> if we just had to fight with our fists, I reckon it'd be, we'd go all right. That'd be a blue. If he was allowed to kick, he'd kick my leg straight fucking clean out for money. Unless he got had a few beers and threw this snap head kick he throws when he gets thrown. I, I throw this I throw this snap head kick where I fake to the leg and like and I go up to the head and I can actually throw it. <laughs> Only up it's run. I've been to kilos. I've been known oh, to show us. <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to land. Yeah, I'm off the piss, so I can't. <laughs> I've, been, I've been known to land it a couple of times in my lifetime and I showed him it on the bag and I don't know how 110 bloke, 10 kilo bloke that's overweight is getting his leg up that high, but it works. I asked him, it works. <laughs> but he's got bad knees, so I just throw calf kicks and leg kicks all day and I was easy. And then against the wrestler and BJJ, I've got him Are you understanding how much we've broken each other down at this stage? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not fighting in front of him. I will king at him straight from behind. There'll be a literal knife in the back. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll move on. So... Kenny talks a little bit about money and health. He's obviously the money man and he feels like he's healthy. The next subject is living lifestyle. So pretty much that's my side where I've sort of partied a little bit and lived a little bit too much for my for Kenny's liking anyway. I liked, I enjoyed it. He's, he's wrecked me now. But what is one of your, probably your biggest mistake or benefit? So similar sort of scenario, similar question, but just around lifestyle now. Is there any one time or anything directively that you can sort of say, you know, you're going too hard or you've, or you've refrained from going hard? Is it like, what's your goal on that on lifestyle? Yeah. I mean, not going out on the weekends and drinking, having a shit Monday. <laughs> That's probably, I think every 24 year old can agree with that. But um, with the business at the moment and the goals that I have for it, like you can't be feeling shit on Monday and you can't be demotivated Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. 
Yeah, wait, wait three more years and it becomes yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. Wait till you're 27-28, bro. You have that big weekend. I'm telling you, come Thursday morning, you're waking up. Oh, fuck, I'm starting to feel better. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I've got a really good one for this. And it's something that I've just implemented lately. So uh, waking up early. Guys, I'm telling you, anyone that's listening to this, if you wake up, like, and when I say early, for me, that's 8.30. That's not even early. That's not even early. I get on here and say get up early. I know, I know. I know. But I used to wake up fucking late, yeah? I used to wake up like 12 onwards. What do you mean? Daily. Even whilst I was running the business early days. What hours of sun in Melbourne if you wake up early <laughs> It's fucked, bro. I'm telling you right now, I'm still... No, I get that. I, I used to sleep in the lunchtime as a, like, as a kid. Like, I don't sleep, bro. I don't know. I can't, I can't relate to this. Wow, yeah, I've done 2 p.m., 3 p.m. sleeps. What's that? So, so you mean like get up and get active? You know, what's early for what for one is not early for the other, but that's yeah. irrespective. So getting up previous to what you would normally get up. Yeah, just getting up early. If you think that you're getting up late um, and you feel you can't get all your shit done in the day, you probably can't. <laughs> well, shit gets done in the daylight at night time, it's time to wind down. And whether you say you work through the night or not, like most most times you'll probably do better quality work if you wake up earlier and get it done in the morning. You know it's daylight um, so, at 6 a.m., mate. Hey? What's that? You know the sun rises at 6 a.m.? 6 a.m., I know. I, I'm still working towards it, but I'm a work in progress at the moment. Like I said, I'm still going through that shift, and I know that this is something that's going to – waking up early is going to take me to the next level. So currently I'm at 8.30, just got a puppy. He needs to get fed at 9 o'clock, you know what I mean? So Or he needs to wake up at 8.30 and, and get fed at 9 o'clock or around that time. So Your puppy sleeps till 8.30. Yeah. My fucking dog yeah, goes off your own energy, bro. Crate train, brother. Oh, I've got my dog's crate train. Close the blinds and shit. Yeah, they've got they've got like their they've got a blanket over their crate. Um, but I I'm I got a I've got a full invalid dog. <laughs> it's a full one, bro. <laughs> Little uh, Frenchie. I've got two French bulldogs. Oh no, no, no. Say no more. You got a <laughs> fucking they're mad dogs. Like they're mad with the kids. We love them. But one of them, you yeah, know, ADD, like if they made ADD for dogs, bro, my dog needs it. It's a Listen fucking... to me. Dogs go directly off the owner's energy. But my dog's got ADD. And here he is. Like, <laughs> my around. dog doesn't. My dog doesn't. All right. But I, laughed, I, I laughed at the early stuff because, like, I, I'm sick of hearing people come on, like, not come on here, but on socials and be like, get up at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Like, I had a crack at it, right? Mm. end of the day you loved it for six days i loved it for six days but then i started realizing i ain't doing shit like i'm better off getting some sleep like i get up at well we i got about six now for the gym anyway that's the first time you'd ever listen to me i was punishing him i was like bro you are fucking killing yourself you are getting up at he was we was training like four four thirty i'm like i'm not doing that i'm not fucking training man he was doing it and and he was going like but then i'd speak to him at eight and he was ignoring he was fucking rejecting my calls because he was working and i'm going you can't be working three to eight. Like all you're doing is spending more time doing nothing. Like you're fucking, and he was like, nah, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm getting it all done. And it was a mindset thing was he thought he was getting more done. hundred percent he did. And then he swapped it and progressively in the last, the last three months, I reckon I've seen his, his business and his structure of his business like instantly change. And he's a, it's a nine to five thing. Do you agree? It's like nine, nine to eight, but close. Yeah, but it's not what you were doing before, right? You <laughs> did not. I, well, like I did get up and it, it was an ego thing at the start. Like I started really enjoying it. He's like, jump in a cold shower. I was like, fuck you. I still didn't cold shower. It has changed me. Cold shower at 3, 3 in the morning. Honestly, my cold shower has changed me. I love it. All it is is me battling against, I don't want to do that. I'll do it and I feel like I've achieved something. But I was doing the early mornings. But then I just realized like I'd do the early morning train, come home. I'd eat brekkie and I'd just be sort of sitting there on my computer for two hours. And I was like, I could have spent that two hours of sleep and, you know, recovering. So now I think that the, the answer is get up, like get up at a time that's beneficial to you to get your whole day done, but isn't you, you're not punishing yourself every day to do something because someone told you, you know what I mean? If you think you're getting up late and you can't fit shit in the day, just try getting up earlier. There's no fucking, there's no set answer or three o'clock's the time to wake up. Like you can get fucked. That's like me saying only eat chicken and rice. Like yeah, 100%. you can get fucked, you know what I mean? 
Like it's flexible for each person. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it's chicken rice. That's the two. That's the two fucking head hits. Get on this chain with me, bro. Like, get up and get it done. You feel really good at eight or nine. I was like, man, I feel really good at waking up at eight o'clock. You're just giving it to him now. Oh, bro, it was because. Wait, we'll go back to the money section for a second. From an outsider looking in, from an outsider looking in, and he makes more than that. I get why he's done it. Right, I understand it all. Yeah. But I got to see progressively what was going on as well. It was like, that's that's a long time to work, but that's 16, 17 hours a day. When you're, when you're a tradie and you're working that amount of time, you're physically working that amount of time, it gets too much. Mm. Mentally, it's way worse. Yeah. If you're physically working, fucking doing what he does. Like he, bro, Ryan's a high, high, highly functional, highly strong person at, at the best of times as well. So having that spread out over eight hours is not healthy. In my opinion, I was saying to him, but stop, fucking stop. And then he'd bring me, like, yeah, man. I'm like, but what the fuck are you had acid? Stop, man. <laughs> fucking full on, eh? He was overtired yeah. 3 p.m. in the afternoon. That's the best. You can't wake up earlier and then work the same. That's what was happening. I'd, I'd start earlier, I'd finish earlier, but then I just would add time on to the yeah. end and I just was burning the candle both ends. Yeah, the yeah. goal was it's there. Only, it's not if, it's when. Up. It's not if, it's when. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right, so... Finishing up that, to summarise it all, but how would you summarise in a way that you could go back to yourself at 17, 18 and tell yourself, like last year, <laughs> tell yourself, right? like, yeah. how, what, would you, what would you say in a way that you would listen to sort of get yourself on track a little bit quicker? What's like a little quote or a one sentence thing you could say? Um, are you walking into 10 assholes or one? <laughs> I fucking like that one, eh? I'm going to use it. I don't know if I can use I got 50 women that work for me. I don't know if I can really use that analogy, but I'm gonna figure out some other one with yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, we're I'm gonna put that on the caption for this video. Um all right, so bro, thanks for coming on. You've done everything we need to do. Give us a little plug now. So tell us what are you doing now? Who do you want to connect with that you can help or that can help you? Um, and how and what's next for you? Cool. So can you read out those things you want me to fucking say again? <laughs> so what are you doing now? Yeah. So right now, coaching at Hustler. So website's hustlercoaching.com. Um, what do, who do I want to connect with? I want to connect with anyone out there who's, you know, looking to take their training, their nutrition to the next level, their mindset to the next level. Not that I'm a mindset coach, but it kind of comes with it a little bit as well. So if you, if you love training, if you, if you want to take, you know, your food and what you're eating and your body composition, your strength and your, how big you are and stuff like that, like you want to grow, you want to get stronger. You want to do these things. Um, and, you know, you, you want to do this online. Maybe you're not in Melbourne, whatever it is. Reach out. Um, even if we just chat and you don't use the service or I advise you to go do X, Y, and Z. I'm always happy to help. So anyone out there, even if you just want to have a chat, honestly, I'm happy to connect. I want to talk don't to as many people as I can. And ring and get free advice and then not ring back. Fuck. <laughs> no, I mean, I, to be honest with you, um, I give a lot of free stuff out on the internet. Like, through socials and stuff and people ask questions and I always give them the answer. I mean, they're not paying for the answer. They're paying for coaching. So yeah. I'll give them the answer and, and real commonly it's happened um, a year later or six months later, because someone will reach out to me and I've already given them this free advice six months earlier. And then now they want to sign on, they're reaching out to sign on. So I completely always want to help at all times. I mean, you can't replicate what I do. Like maybe if you're a coach and you've, you know, learn from people I've learned from and you're, and you're doing it, you'll have your own method, but you can be a coach. Yeah. But to coach yourself is a different story. And for me to give you the answer to one of your questions and you to actually implement it with, you know, a third opinion, someone else outside with no bias is something that you can't really do for yourself. So I'm all for free, free advice. Yeah. So who do you want to connect with that you can help or that can help you and how? So, you know, clients who, what clients do you target or, or are you looking for business connections or what? Um, shit. I mean, I feel like I've spoken to so many people in regards to business and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I've got things that are banked up for the future that I want to do in terms of like learning and progressing my labs. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm happy. I'm open to anything. Anyone out there that wants to chat, I'm not going to turn you down. This is like I said before, I, uh, public speaking is one of my not so strong suits. And I believe that if you do something enough, you'll become good at it. So if anyone wants to fucking chat, I'm probably not going to turn you down unless you're 
like really preaching something I don't agree with. But um, anyone out there who's listening to this, I mean, I'm happy to jump on and have a chat. This is my first time doing a podcast and fucking enjoyed it and I'm not too sweaty, so. <laughs> no, we make people feel comfortable around you, bro. We make people feel comfortable. Mainly because we look like two big fat slobs and you sit on the other side of the rig, you're going, yeah, I look all right on this video. Well, you guys didn't tone it down at all, so. I felt pretty chilled. <laughs> that's what else, bro. If we were going to tone it down, we wouldn't be doing the video. That's sort of something we speak about between us. We actually, Barney, sometimes, Ryan will send me messages. I'm obviously loud, can't fucking help it, and I tend to cut people off accidentally. And he'll message me like, we'll be doing a Zoom, I'll be at my house. You'll be like, you're already cutting them off. And I'm like, well, fuck, they should speak faster. <laughs> fucking dead. I'm not going to change who I am on the podcast just because you want to hear what they say. Fucking Some hell. of our feedback on YouTube has been... You two talk too much. Let the guests speak. So yeah, fuck you. Yeah. You're not coming on. Um, so you don't listen enough. You fucking idiot. <laughs> listen fast. <laughs> so, tell us a bit, uh, like just just quickly, what um, do you have an ideal client you're trying to target? Yeah. So, someone that already trains, someone that already, you know, is trying to optimize their nutrition or trying to eat in a way that's going to benefit them. Um, like we said before, like, I'm not going to give you a meal plan and hold your hand through the process. I'm going to guide you and give you the tools. I need someone that's willing to learn. So if you're someone that trains, you already want to eat well, and you're willing to learn, you're willing to put time into it, um, and make sure that your lifestyle really, um, suits what we're trying to do here, then fucking oath, you're right for the company. If you don't know how to squat or deadlift or move, or you've never been into a gym before, I recommend going to get a one-on-one coach. You know what I mean? That's that's not us. Um, we're looking for those intermediate to advanced kind of lifters. So, yeah. I think um, just to preface on that for you, the other thing is that um, those people that aren't at that stage yet, you guys do a lot of education on your page that they can learn from as well. And if somebody has no idea where to start with nutrition, I'm sure they could reach out, click your message, and you get them on the right. Fucking oath, you can. Yeah. So it's uh, on Instagram. It's at Hustler Coaching, Hustler underscore Coaching, H U S L A. You tagged that um, podcast too. So yeah. whenever you mention the brands or your websites or whatever, like we'll pop it up. Yeah. Oh, easy. So I don't need to go and uh, bloody fucking spell it out anymore. <laughs> I cut him off. I was just waiting for you to yell at me. Oh, okay. Perfect. No. <laughs> um, um, what's, so what's next? What do, you got, what do you got going on right now that we can keep an eye out for? Um, fuck, we just introduced a new coach three months ago. Um, he's an absolute weapon. He's uh, at uni studying exercise science his last, last year. And fuck me, when I, when I hear him speak about stuff, he really like um, motivates me a lot. So he's actually fucking weapon. So he's uh, new to the whole industry. So he probably, you know, most of you guys wouldn't have heard of him just yet, but fucking keep an eye out for him. His name's Cam Brown. Um, he's a gun. So he G's me up to keep building the business. You know what I mean? So it's, it's nice to have my two coaches actually give me energy to grow even more. So keep an eye out for both of them, Marcus and Cam. You guys can tag them. Um, that's what's happening at the moment. These boys are growing. So that's the goal at the moment. Build these boys up. And it's fucking what's, happening. Um, what's Marcus's Insta handle? Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> E-Saints underscore... LaGreca underscore D's. D's no, I already know which one he is. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to really want you to really want to follow Marcus. Oh, uh, I always tell him, I'm like, you got to get rid of the D's out of your name. Do you know, you know that? Uh, that you should have put underscore nuts under it. He's oh. nuts. I was like, man, you got to get rid of that. <laughs> he loves it. So, what about, um, what about your personal trainer, bro? Like you, are you got any comps coming up or anything? Uh, I'm a little bit broken at the moment. I'm fucking out from competing, but I'm, I'm supposed to be doing bench only in uh, two or three weeks. See how we go. But um, yeah, get around Melbourne Strength Culture um, and the boys there. Fucking, they're all worth a follow if you're in this, if you're in this like field of you know training and stuff like that, or you wanna, or you even just wanna progress it as a lifter yourself. Um, get around them. They do like coach courses and fucking, they do. They're the reason I'm here today. <laughs> right, question. One question. Yeah. Do I squat with shoes on or no shoes on? Wait, what kind of shoes are we talking? Well, fuck, I don't know. I've been wearing none of my Achilles feels like it's going to fucking pop off my calf at the moment. Like flat shoes or are you talking squat shoes with the heel? 
Well, yeah, squat shoes with a heel. Not for when you low bars, but look. So the general rule is if if you if you've swapped to flat or no shoes or flat shoes or whatever, and you're starting to feel pain, it's probably a sign that um, something's not working out too well there. I haven't swapped. I've started. Started from what? Well, you never squatted. Just, I've just been squatting. I've just been squatting with no shoes on, but I'm just sort of using the. Bro, the first day he rocked up the squat, he was wearing TNs. I said, "Get them off real quick." Fuck. I mean, this is like such. A, this question needs so much more to answer, but um, I mean, you can send me a video. Probably. Reduce load until you have no pain. See how you go. If the pain progresses, could be worth looking at a shoe with a heel in it. Um, but you've got me here, so shoot, shoot us a video and I'll have a look through and see if there's any limitation there and if I can advise anything. But um, Advise me on why my whole left side stopped working? <laughs> i got a physio, man. Go see my physio. He does well, online consults. I'll fly to Melbourne. He won't touch me either. Sorry, bro. Go get an MRI. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, you know what we'll do? We'll plan it for fucking comedy week. <laughs> fucking tell the girls we're going to see a physio and we'll just fucking... Stay in Jason's brewery. I know you could handle this, bro. They'll, they'll, they're going to look at the MRI and they're going to be like, fuck, there's a lot of piss in this guy. <laughs> you're going to go, bro, how come your heart's beating so fast like that? Your heart is clogged. How come it's so racy and your pupils are big? <laughs> why, does your brain, why does your brain look like a cheese board? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, bro. Thanks, Heath, for coming on. Uh, it's been Thank a real pleasure. We'll load this up and everyone, you want to get in touch with Jace. All these handles, all the, everything there that we've talked about. We've got the love handles, but we'll put up the handles on his Instagram and we'll go. Um, thanks again, bro. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you, boys.